Welcome to the Raw Reality Podcast. We are your hosts, Tori and Lily. Two best friends navigating their way through their health and fitness journey while bringing you a vibrant energy. Come along on our Raw Reality. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you've been through. Why you got scars. Hello and welcome back to the Raw Reality Podcast. I am Lily. And I'm Tori, and today we are chatting all things nutrition, episode number six, Go Us, quite proud. Yes, I'm so impressed. <laughs> We've done very well so far. We, we had a little bit of a glitch last week, but we're already back on track and yep. pumping them and out. And it's going to be fine today. <laughs> yes, we are putting good vibes in the air that it's going to go well. We've tested it a few times, and it seems like we're going well, but fingers crossed, because now yep. we're back on our other platform, because it's just a little bit better quality yeah yeah definitely all right yeah so today we are going to talk about all things nutrition which we are really excited to talk about um we're both really passionate in this area just a little bit of a trigger warning just in case we are talking about calories food and all things like that so if this kind of affects you mentally or you're not in the right position to think about it at the moment just maybe skip this episode or listen to one of our previous ones um that might be a bit more beneficial towards you yeah we want this to be like just super like bring a lot of knowledge to you and just kind of talk about what we've been through to maybe help you but yeah if it's something that triggers you then maybe this one's not for you but yeah we're always here if you need a chat amazing um you you start your r&r because i don't know what this is okay (laughs) i think we both have pretty good r&rs this week obviously we recorded wednesday so our r&r is going to be quite short and sweet yeah but yeah mine this week so i'm gonna go just off yesterday i didn't have a great day wednesday i was feeling like quite fatigued but then i woke up yesterday i was going to bed the other day and i was like you know what i have the choice to make myself feel better no one else can make me feel better i'm the one that needs to change my mindset or else i'm just going to keep going down and down a hole um and i woke up yesterday wanting to be productive wanting to be the person who i promised myself i would always be and i had a great day so it's basically just (laughs) yeah it's just saying that like you can have the power to change your mindset anyway there was like one little hiccup in the middle of the day that really just yeah you voice recorded me i was like she is about to break down (laughs) like i was yeah i was just (laughs) so mad but then i was like i calmed down and i was like you know what i'm not gonna let this ruin my day let's go let's get back on top of my shit so so you can literally change whatever mood you're in that is my raw reality you need to show up as the person that you've always wanted to be and I kind of did a post on it last night but stop wishing you had someone else's life or you are worse someone you need to be start being that person um that you've always wanted to be yeah Yeah. love that so much um yeah mine's just like I'm just still on a high I don't know what what it is but it's the new house. Yeah. It's the new house. It's the new house. And just being able to be back in routine and like Jackson, I don't know if I mentioned this Wednesday or if it happened or not. Yeah, you did. I did yep. Okay. So Jackson's coming up yep. um, next weekend and we've kind of already started talking about what's happening after footy season and I'm just, yeah, very happy about that. Um, <gasps> finally. <laughs> I know. So we can finally start putting a little plan into place at least until the end of the year. Um, I can't believe it's like literally end of July. Like what? It's freaking me yeah. out. I know. Um, but yeah. yeah, honestly, just being back in routine, there's nothing like it. And for me, like when you like, start getting into the health and fitness journey and like lifestyle, when you get to that like place of really always feeling good and knowing what makes you feel good, it just becomes so addictive mm-hmm. and you want to continue. <gasps> knowing what makes you feel yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. Because 
health looks different on everyone. And I feel like we're very much like that. Like your health journey is so different yeah, to mine. Yeah. And what makes me feel good doesn't make you feel good. Yeah. Or like vice versa. So it's just really everyone has their own journey. You need to find what works for you and run with it. Yeah. I love that for us. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I want to go into my recommendations because I, I don't know why we haven't said this earlier, but my recommendation yeah. is from Ride Aware, the Naked Refine Tights. I've never yeah. put a pair of tights on my body that have felt so soft and buttery and comfortable. Mm. They've got no seam at the front. They're like the waistband is perfect. They don't roll like down or anything. They make your bum look fab. Um, just, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, Overall, a great vibe. Oh, honestly, great yeah. vibe. They're really soft and buttery. Like there's no texture to them. Yeah. Now, like the Gymshark ones I'm wearing now, there's like kind of a pattern on them. Not meaning to, but they're just is. Yeah. Like lines here and there. But this one has no pa- – it's literally just plain black. It's like I only skin. have the brown ones. but Yeah. yeah literally skin. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it molds onto they your body. Need, yeah, I've I got really the need to invest brown. I love the brown. And I got the black. I've got two of the black. Um, Wait, I have the black. Yeah. I do. And then there's oh pink and there's like that like light, mm. darky green color. But yeah. they're bringing out a little sneaky new collection and I'm bloody excited. I know. I'm really hoping that it's really good as well. Yeah, it's like the same. I just get nervous. Like, don't change what's good. I know. <laughs> no, it'll be amazing. Yeah, it will. Yeah. What's yours? All right. What is mine? Mine is Notion. So, if we know me by now, I'm an, an unorganized person. <laughs> my life is a little bit chaotic and it's all to do with me because it's my personality trait, but we're working on it. <laughs> we are. Um, we are. It causes me great stress but I have downloaded Notion mainly due to Michaela she has been like she posts yeah, screenshots she of like does do list, post really so yeah, love yes I love them so I've like downloaded it and it's kind of really confusing not gonna lie there's a lot of different tabs it's like notes but on steroids on notes, like <laughs> yeah notes on steroids and there's so many different you can have it can on use. your phone app and computer your laptop. your laptop like yes desktop. yeah I've like connected them yeah so I really want to try and like get my online coaching on that as well and like kind of have like a few tabs so like I have my whole life in one place yeah I just want to be an organized person and right now I have like a today to to-do list in my notes but then I'll have another to-do list somewhere else and then I'll voice member myself and it's just have oh, everything everywhere so anxiety. <laughs> I need it in one spot but I also need to learn how to use it properly yeah. however no shit but get you've on improved it. a lot like I remember when we first met and like mm. the last like few months like you just sweat everywhere <laughs> but like you've improved I have. I've so definitely much improved. yeah yes. my personality yes. trait is like I'm too organized for myself that it stops yeah, okay. me sometimes yeah okay yeah but yeah whereas I've started using google calendar which has actually helped me a lot yeah. um that's definitely helped me but still I kind of forget to put things in here and there yeah but yeah that's okay we're learning organization yeah, we're learning. is key <laughs> All right, yes. let's get into this because I'm really keen. I, again, like we Same. said, I think it was like episode one, Lily and I have very different perspective on things and that's why I love that we can use this platform to be able to share both of that because obviously I'm not going to relate to absolutely everyone and I think that both of our perspectives are both mm-hmm. very different sides that can relate to each individual. So we've just written down like a few topics we want to talk about and each topic kind of we've experienced our own um, little journey through that topic so yeah I'm excited yeah yeah same all right so we're going to start off with our childhood and growing up with food and the lessons we learned around that um again we have different stories yeah I can start here um 
pretty much growing up I didn't really food never really crossed my mind it wasn't something like I've always loved food but it wasn't like I'm not going to eat this for this way um to look a certain way it was just like my family grew up pretty healthy like we all ate good food there were snacks in the house like mum would never allow us allow us to have like coke or sugary roll drinks ups? Like, I was like, never I allowed roll-ups I was just about to say I was allowed roll-ups so I'd just, like oh, trade yes, food with people at school <laughs> like do you want these shapes for these roll-ups I know like we always had the basic like the oval teenies or what else yeah. we have? like just the yeah more of the basic foods not the really high sugar ones so yeah. which was like really we look back always. now and we're like thanks like appreciate you <laughs> I know yeah exactly can't complain but I would actually go to parties and like there'd be coke and be like no I'm not allowed to coke. yeah like it was ingrained in me. Um, and then I've only started being addicted to Coke probably a year ago. Now I love the no sugar one, but mm. that's another story. Oh. Um, so then kind of when I got into cheer, it definitely, that's when I started becoming more in, like noticeable of that. So I would like everything I would eat, I would think, okay, how am I going to look tomorrow? Which now knowing, looking back, how what I ate that day does not change how I look for the next day. But I'd always constantly think about food um, and that was definitely related to chia. We're going to get a little bit more into that like soon. But also parents can have a massive impact Mm. on the way that you perceive food. And growing up in their generation, it was all about being skinny. So skinny mindset. The less you... Yeah. 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 The less you ate, the better you were. Like it was basically a feminine body was to be really petite. And now we're like gone into the generation that you're... The stronger you are, the better like... All that Women's got to eat. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> so I think my mom is still a little bit in that mindset. Like I love her and she knows I do. But like so some things she says, and I'm really cautious around the way she speaks to my sisters and I keep pulling up on it, her up on it. And she's completely fine with that. Like she's like, oh, sorry. She doesn't really think about it. But for example, like my sister had her wisdom teeth out like a few, oh, a few years ago now. And my sister lost a lot of weight that week because what she wasn't eating she had a wisdom yeah, teeth out that's a super and my mum would say a slight com- yeah a slight comment saying like oh you look amazing how you should get your wisdom te- teeth taken out more or you should stop eating more because you've lost weight yeah and like tiny little things like that yeah. really add up in someone's mind especially when you're growing and learning it's, you're quite vulnerable Absolutely. and you don't really realize as a parent you don't mean it at all it's all fun and games until it slowly builds up in your mind um so yeah, I think that's what we're going to take along with our kids. I know our generation is going to be really similar is to be really careful in the way you talk about food. So like, not, I'm not going to say to my child, like, oh my God, are you going to eat all that? Or mm. like you should, I don't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when someone grabs, like I always grab a bowl and my family's like, oh my God, are you really going to eat all that? If I Shit, was really I am. vulnerable, <laughs> yeah, if I was vulnerable, I'd probably think, oh, m- maybe I shouldn't eat all this. Is that bad? But I'm in a great mindset. I'm like, absolutely. I'm probably going to grab another bowl. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, just little things like that. I was very fortunate that I didn't pick up on anything that on that my parents said. But now that I'm older, I'm like being wary of what they say. And again, has not their fault at yeah, all. And I'm educating them. Yeah, that's what they've yeah. grown up through. And even I'm similar in the sense that when I went back to Perth recently, I've done so much on healing my childhood trauma and going through my parents' divorce. This is a little bit off food, but just on that topic mm. of like, parents go through their lifestyle and like that's what they've learned in their childhood and they sometimes don't adjust so the things that I hear you know my dad say to the boys I'm like you can't say that like that's that's Mm. not good for them and the what they're going through right now and yeah they might not take that in right now but subconsciously they've kept that and it's gonna affect them later on in life so that's a huge thing for me is like you understanding and educating yourself 
as like becoming a parent and what you say or not even a parent but just like what you say to people in general Mm. especially as well because you work in a dance industry you as a coach have to be careful what you say to the kids like 100% I've seen it firsthand yeah yeah you've got to be really careful what you say yeah to people as it can stay with them forever yeah yeah um I guess mine not actually not really similar to be honest my I'm so grateful for my mum and she grew up as an elite athlete as well as her brothers and sisters um she was an elite swimmer and netballer so she has from the get-go been super disciplined with training and nutrition she is gluten and dairy tolerant same as my dad so I was just lucky to get the both of them mm-hmm. um so yeah growing up with my mum she was a single parent after my parents obviously divorced and I was with mum majority of the time and she we grew up are literally knowing tuna and rice and the amount when I was little like you I still eat that. I know but <laughs> when I was little I used to despise her for that because oh, I'd go into the pantry I'm like mom there's nothing to eat she's like there's tuna and rice like just make something up like or we'd be traveling <laughs> up and down the highway for her to play netball and it would be tuna and rice and now mm-hmm. I bloody froth over tuna and rice it's so good yeah. um but yeah. she educated me so much on food and the same as you like going to school I had beautiful chicken salad sandwiches I had Mm. fruit I had protein like I just was so well educated from my mom and I'm so grateful for that because it's taught me what I know and obviously going into an elite sport myself it carried on through that um Mm. but she my mom also after she had me and I was quite a challenging child she did a lot of education for herself and how to parent me so she at the beginning it was a struggle when she first was a single mom but growing up she did a lot of work on herself to then help me. So I've learned overall a lot from her. But yeah, going into like my acro, having her there by my side was so helpful because she would know how to Mm. nourish me to fuel myself for training. So, and school Mm -hmm. as well, obviously. Um, But I guess going into both of us being an elite acrobat and cheerleader, it is such a what's the word it's like it's so I can't think of the word body focused yeah and it can be very toxic um especially again like we just said if you've got an old school coach or an old school teacher they sometimes get stuck in their ways and that's just how it is and it will be um and yeah I guess like going through my competitive career I didn't really have an issue up until I turned 17 18 no, 18, when I got diagnosed mm-hmm. with PCOS and I did gain a fair bit of weight and got sick, that's when my whole um, food eating disorders and my relationship with food went quite downhill because I was, again, taught to eat less and you'll lose weight. And then mm-hmm. I don't have energy especially for training. Especially acro, some of the things you tell me, especially for your top girls, Yeah, it's going through puberty, you're going to gain weight. But I, I don't know how to put this, but I understand the fact that you are training for worlds and if your top person does put on weight, it does affect the routine. Yeah. But you have to be so careful the way you go around that because if you tell a child that literally cannot control her body, going through puberty, putting on weight, it can be the most toxic yeah. thing for themselves. And growing up, like, I was very well educated, but, like, growing up in that industry, some things you just don't see that that's wrong. But now coming out mm. through the sport and going through my own personal journey, looking back, I'm like, holy wow, like that was so toxic. And the things I've heard across my whole life in that in that um, sporting career, I'm like, wow, mm. like that, no wonder there's so many issues around eating disorders is because 
they we don't get educated on that at all um so yeah I just think like obviously a woman's body even the men like you're gonna go through puberty and it's inevitable you're gonna put on weight you're gonna fluctuate and I think if we don't educate ourselves on how to nourish that especially in a sport like dance cheer even swimming like and how to teach these girls or males to fuel themselves through that period of time it's not going to change and it's it's so disheartening to watch because like you can see the eating disorders being created and I see it today firsthand like through the dances and it's so disheartening hence why I do what I do because fuel a food is your fuel like food is medicine like the more you can learn that the more that you'll respect your body and what you're putting into it yeah that's cheer was a very weird time because I look back and I lost a significant amount of weight um in my last worlds and if you were my friend at that time I had friends messaging me asking if I was okay and I was like yeah of course course like I didn't feel Mm. yeah like I feel like I didn't even looking back now I can't see that I was toxic in myself like I wasn't being like oh I starving myself today because I feel like my body dysmorphia was taking over I don't remember that and I feel like that's how bad I was at the time Mm. because I like have completely blocked that out of my brain but my cheer coaches were I don't know how to explain it I love them to absolute death yeah you've mentioned how much they're like your second parents like they were amazing yeah like I loved them but the girl coach she just wasn't quite educated with carbs and with food and how to fuel your body properly she honestly like so when we went to america the first like few times basically they would be like carbs are bad for you don't eat pasta don't eat rice have the salad so we'd go to salad bars for lunch but we would have to like we were only like 15 at this time Mm. so go to whole foods and she'd be like you have to read the back so like I kind of got in this mindset like I wouldn't eat protein bars. I'd only eat the blue dinosaur bars because they had minimal ingredients, which that is healthy. That is a good way to do it. But I wouldn't eat so many things. Yeah, I like would eat breakfast and only one small bowl and then I would train for eight hours. And then if we'd stuffed up our routine, they'd be like, oh, we don't have time for lunch today. Mm. Let's train until dinner. We would train for eight hours straight with like no food. And I don't know how – we all thought that was normal and – especially if you went to america the girls there a classic american cheerleaders blonde hair tan skin and six pack solid abs yeah um so you would compare that was yourself cheer you're wearing body. A, yeah that was the cheer body and you would compare yourself to all these girls especially when you got there and you thought you had a week to get in the best shape you could to look good in photos and on stage i guess so you would go to the absolute extreme and you would still look the same because nothing can change like that in a week especially the way that you you're putting so much pressure on your body that it mm-hmm. can't function properly. Yeah. Um, and then I, after that, I kind of still held a th- few things with me, but that's when I kind of developed binge eating as well. Um, and that was like a whole nother topic in itself because, yeah, it's just yeah. one of those things that it led from. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so sad because at that cheer, like I bet every girl there was – thinking the same thing they weren't even worried about you mm-hmm. and your body it's that everyone's worried about no. their own body no matter how yeah. tiny and like shredded they might be there's like everyone yeah. would be struggling yeah and you could tell that people were because when we were in our comp uniform I just like really remember this time when someone one of the girls in our team said oh, all the girls with six packs go to the front and us bigger girls would go to the back and hide our stomachs like that is That's and that was so said sad. all the time yeah and they didn't 
that's just like an insecurity on themselves and like I don't think at that time you're just not thinking how toxic that is and Mm. looking back I'm like wow imagine being in the back line thinking okay I'm classified as one of the bigger girls yeah it's just not okay yeah it's not and it just really disheartens me yeah I had same towards the end of my competitive career I was training for the world cup which was 2019 and again just Mm. coming out of being diagnosed with PCOS found out I had stress fractures in my back and I'd also gained Mm. an extra 12 kilos since the world's before um Mm. so I was going through all of that whilst training at an elite level ready to compete at the world cup at the top level um yeah with got with the aim of receiving a medal and I yeah was going through that stage where my binge eating and my bad bad relationship with food begun um I would go I was this was at well, I was working at L45 and I'd work in the morning mm. train at 12 at like the cardio session and then I'd go to the gym and do weights for an hour and then I would train four hours on top of that um for acro oh, but I also wasn't eating and I wasn't drinking like I remember these tiny little bowls that I would eat and like it just was I look at it now I'm like that's pathetic like not enough at all to be able to get through a session let alone a walk um yeah so it got real close to comp like I think it was a week out um and at this point we had not taken back hours of training but taken back the intensity because of my back fractures um Mm -hmm. and we were just trying to maintain to get through to get to the comp like that was that was the only thing I wanted to do um and there was this day it was a I think six days out from leaving for America and I was walked over to the high bar to stretch out my back and I just hang from the bar. You know, when you let your body fully hang, Yeah. I did it once and I felt really lightheaded. Hang, I hung for about a minute. I come down and I was just sitting on the mat with my head in my hands, like, holy shit, really dizzy. Couldn't see, felt really nauseous. Mm. And I was like, I'll just sit here for, I think I sat there for a good three minutes. Um, yeah. And then I was like, all right, get back up. Let's do one more and just stretch out the back, jump back onto the bar. As soon as I like let my body release, I think it was like five seconds. My, I fully passed out, collapsed, hit the mat. Lucky there was a like crash mat underneath me. Yeah. Um, passed out and my I was like having a seizure. Like my body was convulsing um, and I convulsed for because about- Because you're putting so much stress on your body and then something just went and you just physically couldn't yeah. handle it anymore? Yeah, well, I, um, I was out for about, I think it was like 20, 30 seconds until like a couple of people noticed and I kind of woke up as I was finishing, like I felt my body convulsing and then I saw like all these mm. heads over me and I was like, holy shit, like what just happened? Yeah. Um, and luckily one of the girls training was a nurse and one of their mums was a nurse. So they came and checked all my levels and everything um, just of what they could and were like, mm. you seem okay. Like it just kind of like a freak accident. So obviously I went to the doctor that, mm-hmm. um, that night and they did like a heart scan, a brain scan and everything. And they're like, everything looks normal. Um, and I explained what happened and he kind of just said it looked like as I've hung, like it's cut off my oxygen and I've passed out, collapsed. And then he's like gone in, like done a few more tests and stuff. And he's like, you just look, I didn't look malnourished because I was over, not overweight, but for myself at that point. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can still have eating disorders and be significantly like, you know how people say, like, you can still have an eating disorder and look overweight. It's not yeah. just because you're skinny doesn't mean, you know, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So that's pretty much, he turned around. He was like, look, you're under eating completely. You are not hydrated whatsoever. Like I was so, my mm. body was so dehydrated. Um, so I kind of 
he was like, if you don't do something about this, you're not going to get through to the comp. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So I was like, okay, shit. So my coaches and my mom like started to like look at what I was eating and even overseas, like making sure I was eating. Because once we got there in the first five days, I lost two kilos and wow. my partner at the time had put on like a kilo and a half. Um, and so obviously I'm throwing her. Yeah. So we went to like podium training before the comp and one of the coaches from the UK was watching us on the live stream and he was like, what is going on? Tori looks weak. Caitlin looks too heavy. Um, just being like Mm -hmm. brutal and straight up, but it was true. Like I'd lost kilos she'd put on and in that type of sport, it's just very like one, it's dangerous and two, you can't maintain the skills that you've been training when such a big increase or decrease of weight happens. Um, but yeah, it's just like that was like my biggest learning curve, like having collapsing in the gym, like, and mm-hmm. going through that was like, okay, I need to really look at what I'm doing and how I'm feeling my body. Cause it's just not working. And that's a sad thing though. It took your coaches to notice for you to pass out at the gym and collapse for them to notice that something's going on. And that's mm-hmm. what needs to change. We need to be proactive rather than reactive um, yeah. and get onto the issue before and educate our girls earlier so then stuff like that doesn't happen and they can yeah. perform to the best of their ability. Yeah. Mm. And that's like, that's why I'm like obsessed with what I'm doing because I just want to be able yeah. to educate athletes and know that like you need to eat to fuel yourself. Like you need to actually have carbs because yeah. it's going to help you and it's good for you. Yeah. Um, I well, guess coming out of my training and re- like once I've decided to step away, I moved to Adelaide and that's kind of when I not decided to, Jackson kind of was like, this is what we're doing. Um, and this is where I went into reverse dieting because I tracked with Jackson for a little bit and he was like, you're completely under eating. Once I retired from gym, I started eating even less because um, I wasn't training as much. You were training, yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to eat less. So once I moved to Adelaide, Jackson's like, nope, we need to completely flip this. And this changed my whole entire mindset. So in Acro, we got weighed every Saturday. And in the last year or so, it played with my mind so much because I obviously knew what I was at the Worlds before compared to like the next worlds was so different um so when jackson's like we're gonna weigh you we're gonna track your calories and i was like holy shit like i don't think i can do this and he was like no we're doing it Mm. you need to understand that weighing yourself is just data like it's nothing else yes and he said that and it just it clicked differently like it just hit different and Mm. i was like holy shit like this is actually data for me to realize, okay, this week I'm up in weight, but I'm actually due for my period. This week I'm down and I've just finished my period and actually understanding the body yes. and how it works. Yeah. Um, so I think I went from like eight, 900 calories a day and I went all the way up to, with Jackson, we built up to like two and a half thousand cals. Um, yeah. Wow. And in that time we started just weight training. I cut all cardio and the weight, I still have it in my notes. It literally just yeah. dropped off. And like, I ended yeah. up losing 12 kilos all up. Um, Far out. Over that year and a yeah, bit that's with insane. Jackson. But like, it's. And that's <sighs> the thing. Yeah. Sorry. As I say, you have to disconnect how you look to your training protocols. Yeah. Like, you have to disconnect that entirely, or else it's never going to work. Yeah. Obviously, you do. Like you'd be lying if you said you just work out because you enjoy it. Like everyone works out because they also want to look a certain way or to feel better about them, self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really have to disconnect calories, macros, measurements and your weight yep. or else you're going to be stuck on that forever and you're going to be in a constant cycle. Yep. Yeah. I had um, 
again, everyone is so, so different. And I tried to explain to someone the other day that when I do cardio for the disease, not disease, um, the disorder that I have <laughs> with PCOS, disorder, yeah. um, when I train too much cardio, I gain weight. And I tried to explain that to someone the mm. other day and they're like, no, that's not possible. That doesn't happen. This girl thinks she mm. trains cardio and puts on weight. I was like, I do. Because with my PCOS, if I'm under too much stress, my body freaks out and it just grabs onto everything and yeah. holds it yeah. because it's too scared to let it go. Yes. So, uh, and not yes, not many yes, people yes. understand that. And yeah. so that's I why I, my sister that all yeah, time. that's why I can only mm. do cardio once or twice a week or conditioning type of session because my body mm. can't handle that much stress. And that's yeah. like, I can physically do it, but internally with my PCOS, it just, it doesn't allow, well, it, it doesn't respond. like it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say that's yeah. everyone, like everyone's going to be different, but that's how my body responds. Yeah. You also grow different kind I don't know if this leads onto it but it's kind of popped in my head you also go through different phases of your life so as I left uh cheer I um kind of still held on to a few of those habits for a while I would I was very toxic looking back now as explained to Tori before we started like I would look at if we went out to a sushi place and there was brown rice or white rice if they sold out of the brown rice I would not get the white rice and I just would not eat mm. if they didn't have it which is so toxic because it's literally the same thing. Like educate yourself, Lily. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, but then I moved into, again, I went through all my binge eating to try and like lose weight. And then I would not eat as much food as my body needed. And then all my cravings would come and I would binge insane amounts. Yeah. And yeah, it was just a vicious cycle. Um, but then I moved to Adelaide and I kind of disconnected myself from food as such. And I think living with Geordie actually helped me because not that we didn't eat healthy, but we definitely did. But he would eat a lot more snacks than I normally would. Mm. And during that time, I actually think it helped me not freak out. I would have, I did gain weight at this time, but I think it was healthy. Like I would have chocolate and not be like, oh my God, I need to lose not eat to breakfast tomorrow I would actually eat it and just be okay with it um I wasn't working out as much I was definitely more in my social era like going out and having fun and socializing and that is so fun you need to go through these different stages of life because obviously you're not always going to be in this intense health journey um but you need to find the balance that's where it's important um, to find the balance of things where actually not going to be able to maintain the lifestyle that you're living yeah and then obviously when I moved back um that is when I got a coach and I started tracking for the very first time. I had like done bits and pieces there, but I never really understood it. I kind of let my fitness pal do it for me, which was just not accurate at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's when I kind of sent in my food diary, my weight, everything. And literally straight away, we bumped up calories and I was like, I can't eat this food. And he was like, well, this is what I've set you on. Um, the first two weeks I gained like a little bit of weight, but that would have just been water. That would be my body holding on to like water retention, bloating, all these and different stuff from the carbs. As well. Yeah. Inflammation, everything. And then all of a sudden I got lean, like I leaned out and I dropped a f- like a lot of, not a lot of weight, but a f- little bit for who I was. And I was training more and I just looked so much better. I felt better. I had energy. And that's a thing you need to learn how to track properly that it's not associated with a negative um, thing. So I love tracking to help me eat more. Someone said on their story the other day, they don't track to lose weight. They track 
to eat more because their intuitive eating isn't actually enough for what their body needs. Yeah. And that's a really important thing, especially as girls. We kind of switch off that thing in our brain that tells us if we're hungry or if we're bored, if we just need food because we don't think we do. So tracking actually is a really great tool to use if you use it in the right way. And that's where a coach comes mm. in handy um, to actually give the body the right nutrients you need to perform well. Yeah. And I promise you, eating more will help you in the long run. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I can't was, stress that enough. Yeah, talking to this about a friend yesterday because she's the same, like intuitively just doesn't eat enough. And she was like, how mm. do I eat more? Like, I just can't do it. And her cows are not even that high at all. And I'm like, mm. girl, like I eat that for breakfast. Like, <laughs> But yeah. as a kid, me and one of my good friends, Lauren, we had like, gosh, she could – she probably had more so than me. Like she's from an Italian family. So we used to say all the time, like she could just eat and eat and eat. But like we could eat everyone yeah. under the table because, but like it mm. would just go away. Like our metabolism was so fast. Like it would just put it away. Yeah. But we could eat and eat and eat. But even going through training as well, like our coaches used to be like, God, like you just had two slices of pizza. Like you don't need another one. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'm hungry. Yes, I do. Like I feel like that was like a lot of athletes as well because I was known – as the girl that would, or especially like after I was known as the girl that would eat so much food. Mm. Even my family, like I'd finish meals before Geordie, like I would eat insane amounts and people like, where do you put it all? Like, I don't yeah. understand. I'm like, I'm an active person as well. And that's yeah. what my body needs and you have to survive. Like, yes, yeah. everyone's yeah, different. Have, like, and some don't people, judge them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And some people naturally need to eat less. That's what their body is. And some people naturally need to eat more and it's figuring out the right amount for you. However, also, if you try and do it yourself, your metabolism may be stuffed. And this is kind of when reverse dieting comes into play. Mm. You may only be able to eat that food and you find when you eat more, you put on weight. And that's because you're doing probably a few elements that aren't right. Um, and again, where a coach comes in that you need to reverse diet, which means you need to slowly, very, very slowly build your calories up yep. and then your body adjusts to these increasing calories. So it doesn't think that it's starving itself anymore. It can actually use this food and as be fuel. put to use. Yep. Yeah. Use this fuel rather than storing it as fat or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I was. Yeah. I lost my train. No, for <laughs> sure. And like getting, I think once you get to a certain point and you may be not seeing results, like that's when a coach will come in handy just mm. to help give you more education and guidance and like take you down the right path before creating any bad habits. Um, but can you mm. chat a little bit more about your bulking and like when you first started? Yes. So ultimately bulking heals my relationship with food and it really disconnected again, my body from what I was eating. Um, it was the best thing that I've done. And yes, of course I felt uncomfortable here and there. I think overall I, so I planned, I started my bulking journey probably july last year then i stopped from jan december and january because i stopped coaches and then i started back up end of jan and i managed to get my calories to just over three thousand every single day i was eating i think it was nearly 500 grams of carbs a day as well which is a mm. crazy amount i don't think you everyone says like oh i could eat that much no no i don't think you understand how much it is because it's really hard to balance that out and eat like so much rice and potatoes. Like one serving potatoes is not going to cut it. That's like 30 grams of carbs. I don't want to do it. Um, yeah. So I got to a point um, where I was able to build up all my calories and it's hard because I did find myself at the start just eating a lot of junk food and 
I did hit my calories prop, like my macros properly. However, I wasn't eating the right greens and nutritious food because I was really low in calories and I needed a lot more calories to try and build my muscle and probably halfway through is when I my skin was getting quite bad um yeah and a few other things that I noticed and I was like okay I need to switch this into more of a healthy bulk which you can do so that's just another thing to be mindful of so I just made sure I incorporated veggies and fruit where I could um but it was also the best thing ever like I ate so much good food and I saw insane muscle progress. Like I've been training for a fair few years now and I wasn't putting on any muscle. I wasn't gaining any muscle. Maybe here and there my strength increased, but you need to eat food to build that strength and to build that muscle. And then as soon as I did, I noticed a massive shift in how I looked and how much I was lifting. It was insane. Even my mood and everything. Um, And again, it just like really helped me understand nutrition better as well. Um, so then once I kind of hit my peak bolt, I lost all desire for food. Like yeah. it happens and all coaches say this, you kind of need to push through that barrier. Like I was like, I need to go into my cut now. Like I'm so done. And Becca kept going like, nah, a few more weeks, we can do this. Like I promise when you're cutting, you will look back and yeah, like, give me all the food. <laughs> not want to do this. Yeah. And I'm so happy I kept pushing through. Um, but I got to a point where like, I couldn't even finish my oats. Like you're, there's a chemical in your body that kind of turns off and it happens to everyone that it's just done with food. Nothing was appetizing to me anymore. And that's kind of when you know you need to push. Yeah. That you've, that's kind of when your calories are done. Like that's how high they will go. And then you kind of slowly start dropping back down there. But I would, I can't recommend a bulk enough. You can do it yourself. It's pretty easy as well. Mm. And you need to slow. If you start plateauing, that is when you increase your calories again. And then you keep going until you kind of feel like you can't fit anymore. And I promise you, you don't feel hungry. You feel like you're shoving food in your mouth, <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> how how long was your bulk in the end? It's hard to say because I kind of like stopped a little bit halfway through there. But with Beck, it was from January to... When did I come to visit you the second time? Feb. Oh, wait, second time? No, no, after, after that. that. It was after my birthday. Maybe May? Yeah. End of April, May. Oh, wow. I think okay. it was May, to be honest. I think it was May. Yeah. So I, that would have been a good uh, five months in intense bulk, 3,000 calories. I was um, thinking like nine weeks. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Five months yeah, of eating, shoving time. food in your mouth. Yeah. And as well, like yeah. you just like, said, again, with, sorry, um, like sorry. junk foods and to good food. Jackson's done mm. two 10,000 calorie challenge. The first one he did was like all healthy food. And he was at the same, like, yeah, it was a 24 hour thing, but he like was shoving food down like just could not mm-hmm. get it in then we did yeah. the second one which is actually a video on my youtube and we went shopping he's like yeah. oh i'm just gonna obviously he still did vegan but it was like he's like i'm just gonna do a junk food one and see mm-hmm. and it was like half the amount of food because there's so yeah. much more shit in it that bring up the it's calories so calorie yeah yeah that's what you're gonna learn as well because i didn't really realize during my bulk i can grab like two different loaves of bread one can have literally 6.6 grams of carbs and the other can have like 40 mm. and that's what you really need to learn how to read nutrition labels as well so you don't feel like you're eating 24 7 um and you can actually do it in a better way that's probably more beneficial for your body as well yeah yeah i think like for this is where i feel like we differ as well i've tracked calories here and there it wasn't such a big thing when i was training um but then obviously once i started training with jackson and that i just feel like when i track I get into like this over obsessive 
um, relationship. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. So this time round, coming back into my routine, as I've been talking about recently on my Instagram and stuff, I was like, you know what? I've just moved into my new house. I'm going to stick to my training program that Jackson set for me. Focus on 10 to 12,000 steps a day. Be consistent with my salary and just start with that. And obviously I'm very good at eating clean. Like I know what I need to eat and I know what makes me feel good. So I was like, if I just stick with that for a little bit and see, and it's only literally been five, six days and I've lost like a hundred grams a day, which is like crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like I'm, I'm plateauing a bit now, but like there's still a bit of inflammation in my body. It's going to fluctuate. But mm. for me at the moment, I feel like I'm aiming for that balanced lifestyle because at the end of the day, my goal is to like fall pregnant, have kids. So my goal is mm-hmm. to just create that balance for me to make sure that my hormones and everything is back on track. So I don't really want to track if it's not 100% necessary. If I get to a point where I'm still not overly happy, I'll go back to tracking, just see where I'm at and what yeah. adjustments I need to change um and learn from that obviously like for someone like you who's competing and stuff like you have to um yeah but I feel like if it's not necessary personally I'll start with a consistent training program because that in itself can change everything um oh yeah and if you know how to eat clean then that's obviously like the biggest thing yeah it really depends on how you view it and how what works for you again everything's going to work differently for everyone and I think even once I finish this like my prep I will continue to track here and there obviously intuitive eat a lot as well but I think my body needs a lot more food to thrive than I know it than I think it does and it's just a really good way for me to track my protein and that's another thing I can rec- like you can try is you don't have to track every single thing you put in your mouth but just start with protein make sure you're getting enough protein in your body and then you can don't have to track carbs you don't have to track um fat don't even worry about the calories just hit your protein target for the day and then forget about it and i feel like that's another good way to do it i think that's what i probably will look into a little bit um is more so the protein obviously being well i've been vegan for the last two years um and Mm. now i've introduced tuna and chicken so i feel like that's helped a lot as well um I did feel my best being vegan um, really? and I have now introduced chicken and tuna as my naturopath has requested just to see how I go for my hormone's sake. So I was like, yeah, I'll yeah. give it a go. I honestly just don't think I could go back onto red meat. So like protein's probably something that I struggle with the most in terms of making sure I'm hitting the target. Um, so that's yeah. probably something I'd look into first before tracking everything. But yeah, I just yeah. don't. I don't know how I'd go trying to go back to red meat, but yeah, just kind of what you said as well before, um, how you kind of were losing like a hundred grams a day this week. It will differ for every person again. So I, after my bulk, I went straight into quite not a deficit. I went back to maintenance, but I dropped quite a lot. I dropped 500 calories pretty much straight away. So I went back down to uh, 2,500, which is quite a lot for some people still. Mm. But I thought I would see progress straight away because that was a significant drop. It took me four entire weeks for the scale to move point, I think 0.5 grams. Yeah. So that you've got to remember that is what one gram a week even that is oh, not one, 100 grams a week. It's not going to fall off straight away. Mm. You're not going to look different two weeks later. You really need to be consistent and that is the biggest thing for it. You can eat well Monday to Friday, but you can ruin it on the weekend and that's when you need to learn balance Yeah, is to 
still eat the treats and still eat whatever you want during the week but also make sure you don't go overboard on the weekend and fall into that binge eating cycle because you've um restricted yourself so much during the week yeah and that is one of the biggest things I've learned is if I want the chocolate I will still have it on a Monday night on a Wednesday morning even because that by the time I get to the weekend I'm like oh well I can have it whenever I want it's not like oh this is the only time I can have it because I'm drunk so I'm gonna eat the whole entire block now and then you ruin it so that's another thing you really need to be as consistent as you can and just stick to it and persevere because it may not fall off straight away but I promise you if you keep at it you'll the progress yeah Yeah, I think that's Mm -hmm. something I not struggled with in Adelaide but Jackson's a very clean eater Monday to Friday plays footy Saturday Mm -hmm. has his big cheat meal Saturday night with chocolates donuts whatever Mm -hmm. it is um and his body is so fine with that but mine is better off like if I want a little bit of like a little block of dark chocolate each night and then I'll have my GYG meal on the weekend on a Saturday night and an acai yeah. bowl on a Sunday. Yeah. I'm so much better that yeah. way than like scoffing my face because if I eat a whole heap of crap on a Saturday night, I will be lethargic, wake up groggy if Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Mm. Like my body just yeah. slows down completely, especially as well because of my hormones and my PCOS. It just doesn't react. Um, so ultimately, and I feel like a lot of people are similar, at the end of the day, it's more about creating that balanced lifestyle because whether you're an athlete or not, you're going to get to a point where there's no, like you're not competing at that high level athletic sport anymore and you're just focusing on being balanced and healthy and happy. So yeah. trying to create those yeah. habits early on and just trying to work through the fear behind food or the calories or tracking or everything like that. Cause at the end of the day, the mental aspect. Yeah. We just want to live a healthy, happy lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more because I just feel like I went through this whole binge eating cycle because I restricted myself so much. And as soon as you find that happy medium and you are content with literally just having a piece of chocolate or a glass of red wine, let's say, instead of having the whole bottle, it just makes the biggest difference and you feel kind of like at peace with yourself. Yeah. You're not wet. Oh, hold up. Another thing on this. Yeah. You're not waking up in the morning, checking your abs in the mirror. Every time you walk past the mirror, checking abs because you're like, oh, I ate bad last night. Do I still look okay? I know. You- <laughs> <laughs> I used to Me every that. day. Oh, God. That was the interesting thing though, because during my bulk, that complete, I didn't even think about that. I would not body check ever. Wow. Because I was like, well, I feel a little bit puffy, and that's because I am, and that's because I'm eating more. However, I am so freaking strong in the gym, and I'm mm. gaining muscle like crazy that I just didn't feel the need to do that because my validation was coming from other places in my life at that time. Now I am noticing myself do a little bit more while I am on prep and that is something I'm being conscious of. And as long as I'm aware of it, it's okay. But to not get caught into that cycle of every time I walk past the mirror. Yeah. And Mm. looking for those aesthetics. Just out of curiosity, um, in terms of your PBs in between bulk and now, has there been much of a shift? There definitely has been. the The thing with bodybuilding is you train at, like you don't ever do max testing or like yeah. max strength yeah. and you don't do compound lifts. So I don't have deadlifts, bench or squats in my program at all. Oh my God, you don't. Of, no, I they say that. it kind of, um, the best thing I do is uh, RDLs, RDLs and that's yeah. the biggest compound and hip thrusts. Compound things I do is they say it thickens your waist and in bikini you want quite a thin waist. Yeah, right. Um, however, take that with a grain of salt. It doesn't actually, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> um, 
but I would say definitely the peak of my strength was during my bulk and just after as well. Um, now I've definitely noticed a difference. I'm two months into my prep and now it's only affecting me. Yep. Now that my calories are quite low and I'm feeling fatigued. Yeah. However, I'm trying to push through it a lot. And as I know, it's a mind game. I would probably say I've dropped on most exercises However, I have also stayed consistent. So I'm not hitting PBs anymore. I'm just trying to stay at that weight as much as I could. Some days I can lift heavier and other days I have to drop it back. And it's just being mindful of when you can't be bothered, when you can't, when you need to push through mm. or when you're actually feeling fatigued yeah. and you need to drop that weight. That's yeah. yeah. One so of, I'd probably say it's taken me two months yeah. into prep, into a deep deficit to notice strength changes. Yeah. Um, that's mm. probably like one of my things is like define lazy and needing rest yeah um yes like you can have days where you wake up and you're like oh i actually just can't be bothered and you just need to push Mm -hmm. through or your body genuinely needs rest i think determining those and like really defining the difference between the two is a huge learning Mm -hmm. balance like just between like training nutrition like anything um yeah learning that the difference is very important is Oh yeah. And I think that is for a lot of people as well, because I was sick a few, I'm still sick (laughs) now, but I was really sick last week and I messaged my coach. I'm like, I'm having a rest day today. Do I need to finish my steps? And she was like, you're sick, right? And I was like, yeah. She was like, get into bed. You don't need to finish your steps. You're going to make yourself more sick. Mm. If you burn yourself out, your recovery time is going to be a lot longer. You need to rest in that moment. So if you have one day off, it's better than you trying to push through yeah. and then you need five days off. Yeah. You really need to rest and that is like a major thing. Because it's really hard you're to good it too. Is. Like you you know if you can push through or not. Like or when your yeah. body needs rest. Yeah. I feel like I posted your thing on my story last night, your photo. Yeah. And a friend replied and was mm-hmm. like, oh, like when are you going to do a comp? Like I could see you doing it. And I was like, oh, no. I you about that, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I could if I like really, really wanted to, but I don't, so I'm not going to. Yeah. But I don't think yeah. my body and th- the stuff that I've gone through would actually be able to hold up and going in like yeah. a massive bulk and then a massive deficit. And then, you know, tr- like I just look at what you're doing. I'm like, I just don't think my body would cope with my PCOS yeah. and the way my body runs. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. And that is an insane thing to recognize yeah. because – a lot of people just look at it as like a glamorous thing, but it takes up so much freaking time yeah. and mental capacity. It has to be your whole entire life. And if you're in it for aesthetics, you're in it for the wrong reason. Yeah. You really need to think about why you're doing it. Um, and people say that they come out on the other side with eating disorders, with body dysmorphia. So you have to do through the whole entire thing, be conscious of where your mental head is at mm. and be confident in any way your body is. But you're right. Bodies respond differently. My friend Maddie is doing it with me. She has a lot more muscle than, um, oh my God, someone's calling me. No, <laughs> decline. Um, and sorry, I lost my train of thought. Her body is responding so differently. So yeah. she is on a lot higher calories than me and is starving. Whereas I'm on a lot lower and I don't even think about food. I'm just fatigued. So yeah. it's one of those things as well. You have to, I don't even, I've lost my train of thought because that cool. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> yeah. as well, yeah, I, I, I'm just living my, my comp prep through you. Like I just, yeah. <laughs> like I don't need to do it because I hear every day what you're going through. And I'm like, yeah, I probably couldn't yeah. go through that. So I'm just going to live through you and support you yeah. through it. And I'll see you on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I love watching all your like acro stuff and your handstands and the way you train. Like that's the other thing with what I'm doing right now. Like I keep, I obviously I love what I do and I'm so passionate about it, but I'm also excited after to like do more hit training, group mm. training, go for Change a run, do yeah. Pilates. Like I want to do other yeah. things. But yeah. I feel like as well, cause you're transitioning to that coach as well, experiencing this and then going into that next phase, yes. like it's going to make you such a great coach and being able to either mm-hmm. coach girls through a bulk and a prep and comp, or yeah. they're just there for like a healthy fitness lifestyle. Like having that. Yeah, I love that. Ideally when I want to do yeah. it, like, it, yeah, in the future, I really want to prep girls. Um, See how I go because it's definitely a massive thing that you are taking on, but it'd be an awesome experience mm. to do and that's something I'm really passionate about yeah. as well. I yeah. feel like this episode's we've included a lot. I just feel like, per, yeah. like for me, like and probably both of us, like looking into the future and at the end of the day, we just want to, for ourselves, create good habits and be able to inspire you to create good habits that's only going to be healthy habits and not, you know, that negative side of things because at the end of the day food is fuel and you don't want to look at that in a negative way like we want to be able to live a healthy happy lifestyle enjoy what we eat enjoy what we do and I think well for me anyway that's like just my my main goal and to be able to educate the next generation on all of that as well yeah and my main thing and that a few girls have messaged me about is that I want to promote the most is don't be afraid to eat more yeah because eating more benefits you in so many ways and I don't want girls to be afraid of food or afraid to lift heavy because they're going to look a certain way I can't explain enough how much your body will thank you for doing that and you will see in the long run all your strength gains you will even see your body lean out in ways you haven't before just because you're fueling yourself properly and not depriving yourself of all these necessary ingredients yeah. or nutrition and not even for nutrients. body <laughs> aesthetics yeah. or strength or anything like that for mm. brain function and clarity like like, just it's so amazing how much what you eat can affect not just your body and the way you look and feel but your gut your brain function you know everything like that for Mm. kids in school and like yeah I could talk about this for so long but we're gonna we're gonna keep her there (laughs) yeah um I think we did pretty well yeah Our little quote, which I think um, finishes us very nicely. It is, you don't have to be extreme, just be consistent, which is just perfect. Like at at the end of the day, consistency is what gets you places, whether that's food, fitness, lifestyle, career, like being consistent is what's going to get you places. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I love the word consistency and it's Mm. what I use in my everyday life because if you stuff up one day it's literally nothing in the grand scheme of things but if you're consistent day in day out and have a few days here and there that are off track rather than going deep dive and falling off the track you will it's just makes the biggest difference and that's one thing I've really learned in the past year or even last few months is that consistency is key yeah yeah absolutely well I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because I we're both so passionate about nutrition and you know creating healthy habits so hopefully you learned a thing or two and enjoyed listening to us chat again we'll definitely do another one similar to this in the future because as I'm finishing now I'm thinking of all these things I can say and think about with like diet culture and going into like the different diets and stuff like that but we're gonna leave it there for today yeah so thank you so much for listening 
yeah thanks guys and happy monday have the best week and we'll be in your ears next week yes sounds good see ya bye i don't know who you are i don't know what you've been through 